For years, the American public has been victimized by the so-called cinematic geniuses, telling us time and again to see inferior movies, leaving us bitter and lost with no return. But no more! This travesty of justice cannot and will not continue, because we now have the Cinema Judge! Hello and welcome to the Cinema Judge. To all my judge heads out there, welcome back. Now, if you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard. And if you are, here's the show in a nutshell. We love movies. We like to share movies with you. We're not here to yell about Hollywood, criticize actors. Leave that to professionals. I just like to share movies with you because I watch almost anything under under the sun. Ever since I've been growing up, I remember my buddies and I, like for example, his buddy of mine, Bill and I, we used to rent movies just for the kick, kick of it. We'd watch one good one, and we watched one that was just, we knew that was going to be horrible. Or that, But that's what made it fun. And that's what we do here. I collect the evidence. I'm the judge. You're the jury. And I just put it together to make one giant infomercial. I give it to you, and you make up your own mind. That's the joy. Because any movie is somebody's favorite movie. Who am I to tell you not to see a movie? I might tell you I like a movie, but you don't have to like it. That's not the point. It's just us sharing information together, and I will never tell you not to see a movie. That's not our jam. Now, before I start the show, if you want to watch the TV version of this, where you get to see the interviews and things of that nature, at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a website so you could watch this episode, because on that episode, or on this episode, I have a lot of world premiere footage and stuff like that. So if you're into that kind of stuff like I am, I'll give you that address so you can watch the TV version of this. But approaching the bench today is Minions, The Rise of Gru. Now this, now here's a story in a nutshell. The untold story of a 12-year-old's dream to become the world's greatest supervillain. And, and that's what's great about him. He's not evil. That's what's great about this character. He's just, he, he thinks he's a supervillain. He wants to be a supervillain. And in this show, or in this movie, he gets invited for an interview with the Vicious Six, like this ultra group of supervillains, and he goes there for an interview. And of course, they reject him, and things go from there. And I'm not going to blow it all for you, (laughs) because this movie is, it's quite funny. But here's a trailer for Minions, The Rise of Gru. Welcome to the Vicious Six. Hello? <clears throat> Everybody here for the interview? Me too. What do you drive? I got a jet bike. They're ready to see you, Mr. Gru. Oh, good. Great. Here we go. Distinguished villains, my name is Gru. I feel like too loud, even though our proximity doesn't require this kind of volume. 
You seriously think a puny little child can be a villain? Yes, I, I am pretty despicable. You don't want to cross me? <laughs> Come back when you've done something evil to impress me. Take the stone back to the lair! I'll distract them! Uh, I'll handle this! <laughs> this is the biggest day of my life! This kid just stole something from the worst villains in the world! Time to strike! Now I will be! A super villain! Now all I need is Otto. Where is Otto? Are you pulling on my legs right now? Otto, where's the stone? Ooh, big Astoria! Porcali Dondruf, Gwendoli Pari Pari Mene! Ilmaco Bachiberger! La Papiquarel! Oh no! La Partida! La Bola! Basta, I like to! Dure Potostopa! Bachu! La Geta! Ah! Papagato! Parenti! Et là, la punella. Oh là là, les pelos bellissimo. La kiloto. Topissimo, non? Did you just trade my future for a pet rock? Oh, I didn't mean to scare you. Now, where's Groove? This summer, get ready for action. Bad guys, snacks, more bad guys, tiny whiteies, explosions, jet bikes, nuns, nunchucks, auto, auto's braces, chest hair, yoga, pilots, a pet rock, Tupperware, kung fu. Get ready for the minions. Blah, blah, blah. Coming up first, we're going to hear from Steve Carell, who plays Gru. But first and foremost, nobody could have done this like he does. He nails this character. He knows it. He he just totally embodies this role. And I just, I love it. I don't care if he makes 10 of these films. I'll watch them because it's just so good. But here he is just talking about the story. Minions, The Rise of Gru has to do with a young Gru who is trying to assert his dominance as one of the up-and-coming villains in the world. And he has an interview with the Vicious Six, who are the main villains of the day, to try to join their group. Uh, they deny him, so in order to show them that he is worth his salt, he steals this very important gem, and at that point, the, 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 movie, the movie launches into mayhem when they're trying to get it back. Now, from the red carpet, we're going to hear from the incredibly talented Taharji P. Henson. Look at her track record. From Empire, Hustle and Flow, Hidden Figures, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and I could go on and on. This woman is just top-notch. But here she is talking about her character, and working with Steve Carell. It was 
was so much fun. Like I am, I love villains because you have to. It's you can't just play the mean because then if you turn the people off too soon, then you lost your audience. Villains should be someone you love to hate. You want them to get away, and I think I can do that. <laughs> Steve Carell is just adorable as his mini grew. It's just the cutest little thing. And I look pretty hot in an afro and, and um, bell bottoms. We're going to hear from Steve Carell. I like this interview. He talks about where, he's, where the character is at this age compared to when he was older. And it, it's really cool to you know, see how an actor delves into a character and what entices them and what excites them about taking a role. Because when you're playing a kid... You don't you haven't you don't have all that baggage that you have as an adult. And it's really cool having him talk about that. The main surprise was and it was in the writing of it, which I thought was great, um, that there's just a real earnestness to the character. You know, uh the first despicable me picks up and and Gru is is pretty you know he's he's kind of in his own world. He's living a very solitary life, built up a lot of literal and figurative walls around himself. And little Gru hasn't built that up around him yet. He's pretty much available to the world and hasn't been hurt uh, in life as the older Gru had been. So um, there's like a there's a little bit of a purity to that that character that was fun to tap into. We're going to play a clip for you next. Now in this clip, Gru is approaching the vicious six. And in this moment, Henson's character, Bella Bottom is just ripping into him going, you should be in school. Why'd who let this kid in? She is so good at everything she does. All right. Who let the kid in? I thought he was a tiny man. What's wrong with you? You seriously think a puny little child can be a villain? Um, yes, I, I am pretty despicable. You don't want to cross me. Evil is for adults who steal powerful ancient stones and wreak havoc. <gasps> and not for tubby little punks who should be at school, learning, taking a recess. Suck, I guess, stop. Am I right? She's just great. In this next interview, we're going to hear from Steve Carell. And he's going to talk about what I briefly mentioned earlier, about Gru not being evil. You know, I, I only got that from what he says here. So let him explain it better. Gru wants to be a villain, but I don't... He, he calls himself a villain. He, you know, poses as a villain. But, like, a true villain is somebody who is ultimately not a very good person. And I think at his core, Gru is a very good person. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. He's, you know, he, he has, he's a quirky dude, but, uh, you know, he loves the life of villainy, but, uh, but in, in the reality of his life, he's, he's kind of a pussycat. And it's interesting to see sort of the genesis of like, what, you know, where he started and what he ultimately turned into. And that's what makes this series so great. The character has changed. He has an arc. And it's not just a one-dimensional character. And what he's done with it, what the whole company has done with it, 
is pretty darn cool. Now, up next, we're going to hear from Carell and Henson, and they're both going to be talking about how much action is in this film. And like Carell says, he doesn't really think any other movie of this kind has had this much action in it like this one does. And you also hear Henson talk about that, too. There's a lot of action in this movie. This is like, I think there's more action in this in this Minions movie than than I remember in a Despicable Me or Minions movie. It's obviously the animation is great. It's really funny. The Minions are hilarious. Um, I think older folks are going to enjoy some of the throwback references to the 70s. Um, so there's a lot. There's a lot of fun stuff. First of all, it's packed with action. I mean, you ever seen a live action animated film? Well, this is it. Now, speaking of action, in this next clip, that's what it is. Gru is on the run. The Vicious Six are going after them. And he's on his little motorized bike with several minions on it with him. And he's just cruising down a city street with a nun throwing nunchucks, another guy throwing a bus at them. Action. So (laughs) here's a scene from Minions, The Rise of Gru. I know that's the rub. Sometimes when there's a scene with so much action and very little dialogue, it might be hard to try to envision it in your head. But once you see the movie, you'll see what I'm saying. Or if you watch the TV version of this, then you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, that's just the whole vicious six, you know, trying to you know track them down and catch them. Now coming up next, we're going to hear from Steve Carell, and he's going to talk about the minion Otto. He is extremely eager. All minions are eager, but there is a very high eagerness quotient for Otto. And everything is done with the best of intentions and with the worst of results. We all know, we all know Otto. Everyone has an Otto in their life. And as much as an Otto in your life screws up, you can't help but love Otto. Now, from the red carpet... We're going to hear from the immensely talented Michelle Yeoh. Now, you might know her from such movies as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the upcoming Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Crazy Rich Asians, Tomorrow Never Dies, and again, with her, I could go on and on. These movies collect such incredible talent, and it's so fun to have somebody like this coming in and playing a role. And the character she voices is Master Chow. And her character tries to help train the minions. 
I'm in yellow, so I must be so excited, right? I love the the fact that I'm part of this series. I've always loved the Minions. I've always watched and enjoyed watching them, you know, grew. I love that character. So when they said, you know, be part of this, and I found Master Chow to be fascinating. I mean, she's an auntie I've not played before, so <laughs> here I am. I think what it is, is like when you're given opportunities to play very special roles, it's such a blessing, right? And I love my work. I love uh, doing this. I'm always working because it is a real passion. It doesn't feel like work. And so to be able to be a master and be teaching the minions, oh my God, now you really have to be a master. <laughs> now we're going to play a clip for you. Now in this clip, we have Master Chow standing in front of three minions and in front of her is a board, and then she's talking about how you want to break that board with her with her head or her mind. So what she does is she you know bends over real quick, crack, breaks the board, and then <laughs> Kevin, one of the minions, he's gonna try to break the board. So he, he you know tries to do it. His head just bounces off. Tries it, just bounces off again, and kind of rolls off. And then the minion behind him goes. You know, basically hear him say, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Oh, and then he, he grabs him and then he, you know, bashes his head against the boards, you know, endlessly and still nothing happened. And then he just walk off the screen. <laughs> and, and again, I'm not describing it very well, but here's that scene. Doubt tells me I cannot break this wood. Uh -huh. But doubt exists only in the mind. You know what I say to my mind? Now, you. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Steve Carell's up next. And he's going to pretty much sum this up so eloquently. This movie is just joy. And that's what's so great about this whole series. It just makes people happy. And this is just as him talking about how everybody in the production, from the top to the bottom, everybody brings their best game, and they're just having fun. There's just a sense of joy through the whole thing. It's just, you know, from, from top to bottom, everyone involved with these movies is just having fun and trying to make something that's enjoyable and and ultimately kind and uh, just fun, fun to be a part of. And that's what they are, just flat-out fun. You just have such a great time, escapism at its greatest, and you just laugh. And in this next clip, we have Gru. He's been, ha he's been held captive on this, like, this clock. If you think of Back to the Future, when, you know, that, the clock that they had to try to, match with the lightning, you know, it's like sitting up high. Gru is up there. Henson's character is like kind of like a two-headed dragon of, of some sort saying, oh, you're going to pay. And then three minions kind of run off from the side, you know, yelling at her, basically, who knows what they say, but, you know, basically, hey, keep your hands off our boss. And then she turns to them in this dragon, you know, deal. And it was, all oh, let's make this fair. And then she zaps each one, turning in them into different things, like a chicken, for example. And and it just goes from there. You stole from us, and now you're gonna pay! Oh! 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 
torn apart. Hey, look at my Dr. Minibus! Guys! Oh! Why don't we make this a fair fight? <laughs> <laughs> You thought I was serious. <laughs> now, from the red carpet, we're going to hear from Steve Carell. In this interview, he talks about voice acting, about you know how it's an art and all these kind of things. He's kind of doing a little tongue-in-cheek in this, too. But then, after that interview, I kind of struggled with this part, guys. There's some in-the-studio stuff where they just have him speaking separate lines just to give you the impression of or show you the process of voiceover. And that part of me was like, well, it's not a scene. It's not an interview, but you still hear him. And it's just the process of creating the character and just repeating the lines. So I was like, ah, should I play this clip or not? But I figured, hey, you know, if you don't want to listen to it, you can just fast forward it. Because I love seeing the process because you get to see them working with the lines, creating the character. You've seen them without the animation. It's really fun to me. I, it's just, I really enjoy it. First, you'll hear from Steve Carell from the red carpet talking about voiceover, and then you're going to hear him in the studio. It's really an art, and I don't go for this uh, electronic pitching of voices because there's a real voice artiste. Um, well, you just sort of pinch it, you just sort of raise it, but part of, part of doing this character, he's very earnest 11 and a half year old, so he's trying very hard to get noticed and get people to... Uh, accept him. So I think just the demeanor is as important as the voice itself. Oh, my favorite tiny relatives. No, guys, come on. Hey, I've got the image to uphold here. Okay, hey, are you guys pumped for the movie? Let's go. Cheese Ray. Cheese Ray. Cheese Ray. Come on, let's go tell the troops the good news. Gentlemen, to the basement, a.k.a. our new evil lair. Now listen up. Buckle your overalls. Hold on to your goggles. Division 6 wants to meet me tomorrow. All right, all right. I'm, I'm not mini. Please stop calling me that. And also, they haven't accepted me yet. Anyway, thanks for all the hard work today, everyone. I got to go get some rest. Tomorrow... It's the biggest day of my life. Watch out, world. Here comes Gru. Hello. Everybody here for the interview? Me too. Distinguished villains, my name is Gru. I feel like I am talking too loud, even though our proximity doesn't require this kind of volume. If you told me when I was 10 that I would have the chance to fill the shoes of my favorite villain ever, Wild Knuckles, I would say you got rocks in your head. But now that I'm 11 and three quarters, it makes a lot more sense. Um, yes, I, I am pretty despicable. You don't want to cross me. When I bring it back to them, they are going to say, We have made a terrible mistake. Please join us. Please, Gru. And I will say, Yes, I will be the newest member of the Vicious Six. Now all I need is Otto. Where is Otto? Wild Knuckles, you're alive. 
Wow, my favorite villain is also my kidnapper? This could be a great opportunity if you don't kill me. I'm not, I'm not, I swear. Cross my heart and hope to die. Stick a needle in my eye. Don't actually do that, though. I just love hearing that and watching that. Again, it will make more sense if you watch the TV version of this, because then, you know, you get to see him talking, saying all the lines. But up next from the red carpet, we're going to hear from producer Christopher Melodandry. And he's going to talk about what he hopes the audience will expect from this film. And he's going to talk about some of the great cast members in this film. The audience can expect to have a fantastic time. I mean, it's a joyous film. But it also takes illumination to a new level in terms of action. I mean, this film is so imaginative in its action. Um, and, of course, they can see for the very first time Gru voicing the 12-year-old version of himself, which is absolutely adorable and hysterically funny. Taraji is the best, and I love her character of Bellbottom so much. She's such a, a cool character and, uh, and really speaks 70s to, in such an amazing way. Michelle Yeoh is playing this um, kung fu master in the movie and really takes the minions under her wing and transforms them into this kind of vicious fighting force. Uh, Danny Trejo is also with us, um, and he's voicing one of the vicious six. Um, and this cast of villains is great. I mean, we've got a character called Nunchucks, who's a, a nun who wields awesome nunchucks. Um, there's just funny and clever touches all throughout the film. Now, in an interview, he talked about the legend, the god of all gods, Danny Trejo. He does a voice in here for Stronghold. Everybody, I don't know, if, is there anybody out there who doesn't think Danny Trejo is just awesome? And his life is insane. Read his autobiography. It is so informative amazing that he's here today and what he still does today to help the, you know, the community around him. Check out his autobiography. It's incredible. But in his interview, he just talks about the cast working, you know, doing this gig and everything else. I love this guy. If he could be in every movie, here, sign me up. I'll watch him. They can expect to see one bad dude named Stronghold. <laughs> This is awesome. This is this is like so much fun. The premiere's fun. The movie was a blast. And it's like, I think everybody, young and adult alike, are going to love this movie. Because usually if a kid's movie, being a parent, you take your kid, you fall asleep. You know what I mean? And uh, you see that dad? they got to wake you up. You and this is like both, you know, kids and adults, they're going to both love it. And it's like, uh, it's, it's it was a lot of fun. I love Dolph. I love, he's just such a cool guy. I mean, just such a cool guy. And I worked with uh, uh, Jean-Claude and, and some of the people that are in it. It's just great. It's been a lot of fun. Now, you heard him talk about some of the cast members. Up next, we're going to hear from one of them, Dolph Lundgren. This is a great interview. He just talks. So, <laughs> he, he puts so many things into his interview here. He talks about even Julia Roberts, of all things. And he talks about Rocky. And he just... He's just so fun. But here's Dolph Lundgren talking about his character and a little bit more about the movie. I think Groove. I already took on Rocky. You know, I almost got him in the 15th round. But I didn't write the script, unfortunately. Otherwise, I could have ended differently. 
I think Groove would be tough. Yeah, he's slippery little sucker, you know. Like uh, Julia Roberts said about the snails, a slippery little sucker. So uh, I'll try to get him in the next one. Here's the most case. It's just a fest for the eye and for, for the senses. And it's, it's innocent, it's fun, it's entertaining. And, and they're very clever, these movies. They're, some of the topics are quite, you know, sophisticated. You have to listen, you have to follow the story. It's not just for kids, but for grown-ups, too. I think the film should be a lot of fun, and we're excited. In, in an interview, he talks about this movie's for everybody, from kids to adults, everybody in between. In, in that same note, Steve Carell is up next from the red carpet, and he also talks about his 18-year-old son wanting to come to see this movie with him. And at first, Carell's like, ah, oh, man, you don't, you don't have to come. But his son's like, oh, no, I want to go. And that just proves how universal this movie really is. Very exciting. My my family is here. They were at the first one. They couldn't wait to... My, my son is 18, and he brought a bunch of friends to this because he just... I don't know if it's nostalgia, because I was like, well, you know, dude, you don't have to come. He's like, no, no, I am all over it. Minions? Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And here's a great thing about Illumination Films. They have walked that perfect line of making a movie that adults could see it, kids could see it, you could see it with your kids. It doesn't matter. They have been able to thread that needle because anybody can see this movie. I mean, I know adults who don't have kids who go see this movie and everything in between. Everybody can relate to these characters. Guru, the minions are just adorable without being over the top because you could easily take these characters in a whole different direction. But they just thread that perfectly they're funny they're cute they're relatable they're sweet they've done so many of these movies now but they don't get boring they're always funny they're always original and they always pull at the heartstrings and that's what really is great they don't play down to somebody or overplay to another group it's just their great storytelling and i think i can speak for speak for a lot of people this series could keep going i mean it is so adored and loved by everybody i don't care how many do they make <laughs> i think everybody loves the minions and steve carell he has, owns this character and it's just fun to listen to him watching the stories grow but that's what's great this movie and a series anybody can enjoy well i hope you enjoyed our in-depth look at minions the rise of Gru. now if you guys have any questions comments concerns any way to improve the show feel free to let me know cinemajudge at hotmail.com because like I always say guys I can't grow if I don't know tell me what you like tell me what you don't like what can I do more of less of I don't care if it's constructive I'm I'm more than willing to listen because that's what I like to do here I want to make you keep coming back movies are awesome and I just want to keep sharing it and don't I don't want to bore you so whatever you have to say I want to do better because I don't want to, I love doing this show. Like I said, let me know what I'm doing right and or wrong. Cinemajudge at hotmail.com or just stop on by, say, hey, like the show. And no, I won't reply back to you if you don't want me to. I'm not that, you know, I don't want to be a nag to anybody, but I'd love to hear from you just to say, hey, if you want to. Now, if you're interested in watching the TV version of this, you can go to Bloomington, Minnesota's webpage because a lot of these shows are on demand. At this specific second, this episode isn't live yet due to the holiday weekend and all these kind of things. But in the next couple of days, it will be there. 
because on a TV version, I have a lot from the red carpet, you know, set stuff, and from like the world premiere. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, this episode for the TV version has a lot more to it. So you can just go to either Bloomington, Minnesota's webpage, or I'm going to try to give you this other one. It's, you know, not as long as the other one I usually give. And if this is wrong, I apologize, but I'm like, maybe this will be better. It is B-I-T as in bit dot L-Y backward slash cinema judge. That's bit dot L-Y backward slash backward slash cinema judge. If you go there, there's a whole bunch of shows there. But now it's one of my favorite parts of the show. It's the shout out section. For all you around the world, I hope my voice finds you well. Whether you're listening to this in your car, at home, doing your errands, or just relaxing, whatever it is, I am so grateful. And if you ever want to tell me how you listen to this show, feel free. Cinemajudge at Hotmail.com. I get such a joy out of that. Here I am, sitting in the basement, late at night, just talking to myself. But knowing you're out there somewhere, listening to this at your own time, your own way, and it just it, it tickles my imagination thinking of how you are, where you are, and when you are. It just it's so fun to all you out there. Wherever, whenever, or whatever you're doing, this is for you. To my listeners in the United States, the United Kingdom, Portugal, Germany, South Korea, Mexico, Italy, and so much more. From St. Paul, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Rosemount, Minnesota, Cottage Grove, Minnesota. Stoke-on-Trent, is that it? Seattle, Washington, Detroit, Michigan, Pasadena, California, Maple Grove, Minnesota, Littleton, Colorado, Richmond, Virginia, Amherst, Illinois. Is it La Crensta, California? Thanks so much for stopping in. Holyoke, Massachusetts. Ah, I can never say that right. I usually just say Mass. I, I went for it and I choked. But you out there in Mass, always listening, I truly salute you. Bergenfield, New Jersey. Braga, Braga, Frankfurt, Am, Maine, Hess, and there's a city in South Korea I can't even come close to pronouncing, but thank you so much. And to all those other ones I didn't mention, I am so grateful you take time out of your busy life to listen to this show. And to all you who listen to my back catalog, and you say, hey, why didn't you mention me? Well, finding the ones from the back catalog and finding out where people listen to gets way complicated. So if you're thinking, why didn't he thank me? It's because back you know, back catalog is a little bit harder to, um, you know, find out stuff. So if you don't want me to give you shout outs, just listen to some back episodes or wait till the next week. And then you can be a week behind in case you don't want a shout out. But that's why if you did listen to older episodes and you didn't hear it, that's why. Now this week's bourbon shout out goes out to Camilla at the Olive Garden. It was a blast talking to you. I really can't wait to see or hear where you go in the future. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, she's going to college for accounting, but she thinks maybe she'll be a professor because she wants to be better than what she's had, or might just be accountant, you know, for other colleges or what have you. There's so many alter, so many things that she might want to do. The world is at her fingertips. So it's just so fun hearing about, you know, young people today and where they're going to be going. It's so cool to see their drive and motivation. So to you... Good luck and cheers. But now it's the music section. Like most of you know, when I'm making the TV version of this, which becomes this, the podcast, I'm cranking tunes. 
And this movie is littered with great 70s songs from The Carpenters, John Lennon, Nancy Sinatra, Cool the Gang, just to name a few. And it just gets you in that headspace. And it's such, it's so wonderful when movies like this can put in movie, great songs like that and just makes the movie just so much more better. I mean, it's, it's a great movie nonetheless, but those little nuggets of music are just great. But when I was making this particular episode, for whatever reason, I was in the headspace of, headspace of David Bowie. Because, man, David Bowie, just the man. So what I did was, I kicked it all off with a 2002 greatest hits called The Best of Bowie. And I just love that song selection. Mind you, he you can't go wrong with Bowie. There are many different collections out there. But the one that I particularly enjoy, because I've had it for so long, is the one from 2002. And it's just wonderful. So I did that a couple times. And then I moved on to his final one that he did, Black Star. And I've mentioned that a, f- a few times before in many other p- podcasts. But that is just such a genuine, intense, dark, but beautiful album. If you ever have a chance, do David Bowie's Black Star. It is an incredible final album. But now... If you're a movie lover like I am, movie geek, movie nerd, whatever you want to call us, people who watch anything, well, <laughs> last episode I, I introduced a new segment for those moments where you watch those movies you don't tell your friends about. It's the section I like to call Guilty Pleasures, Movies You Don't Tell Your Friends About. And, <laughs> and what I watched this week, they're both on Netflix, I believe. One was Love and Gelato is from 2022, and also Toscana, T-O-S-C-A-N-A, and it's a Danish film. And again, these are like those cookie-cutter, Hallmark-ish type movies, and I eat those bad boys up. But those are just at least two of them that I watched this week under the section of Guilty Pleasures, movies you don't tell your friends about. And those are my Guilty Pleasures for this week. Well, that is it. My glass awaits, I'm thirsty, so cheers to you and to the movies. So until next time, be well, be good, and I'm gone. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Judge. (laughs) 